Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Today I'm interviewing uh, Tom Plummer, and Tom has uh, certainly been a mentor of mine and an advisor and one of the first people, people that ever said, like, look at this training gym model as a business and it'll be wildly successful. So, Tom, can you give, give everybody a little bit of your background? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm always embarrassed talking about myself on that, but uh, I've been around about 40 years in the industry. The, um, the, I was kind of back when the changes were starting to happen. In fact, uh, most of the clients that I work with, uh, we created the new kind of the modern gym training gym concept, and that came around in the late 90s. So I've had sense on the mainstream side, and as that failed, we started to create more of the training-centric model, and that's proven to be just, you know, it's changing the world right now. It's just, uh, again, not even this, just in this country, but all around the world. And it's, uh, it's an incredible run being to this. I still teach uh, probably 20 workshops a year around the world, and um, you know, very blessed. I get to see some of you know, probably eight to 10,000 people a year show up and had a few books out and things. So yeah, I've been around for a while. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm just becoming that guy, you know, <laughs> old enough with a, just enough gray hair to be that guy. So, uh, yeah, I've been around the industry a long time. It's kind of, it's been a good, it's been a good run. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Now, for those of you who uh, are wondering what, do you, what we mean by training gym, uh, that's kind of the smaller gym, maybe 20 people in a class that's being coached by a coach rather than the 24 fitnesses of the world that are just a room full of equipment and kind of go as you please, right? Yeah. The, the mainstream big box gym is starting to fade very quickly. There, um, there, there's two consumers out there. There's one uh, in fact, if, if uh, any of your listeners, a good book to read is, uh, especially for the type of uh, person that you deal with, that a professional uh, doctor person that's considering opening a training gym, there's a book called 113 Million Markets of One. And that's just absolutely a phenomenal book for uh, anybody interested in trying to analyze the clients that they that come to the business and what they're trying to do. But the mainstream guys, that side is about two thirds of our population, the people that would be interested in that type of gym. They're big boxes, they're low priced, uh, sometimes pathetically low priced down to $5 a month memberships. They're crowded. Uh, you don't get any help in there, but it's just, you know, it's the illusion of fitness. Uh, those are killing each other. They're fighting. They're kind of destroying each other. On the other side is a whole new generation of training gyms, and these are smaller, usually somewhere between 1,500 to about 7,500 square feet. They'll have anywhere from 125 to maybe 300 clients. Clients are their more sophisticated client. They're, they're, they're not so concerned about the money. They're concerned about what they get from the money. Uh, that book does a great job of illustrating that type of client. They're different. They're usually early adapters. They're very tech-savvy people, no matter what age they are. They're exclusively on social media, which spells a lot of what your clients are going to have to do in the coming years to uh, kind of promote their own businesses. It's just, it's, that client is there, and there's been a gym that's evolved around them. And these gyms are usually smaller. They're very, very results-driven. 
There's usually uh, the coaches are much, much better than the mainstream gyms, you know, 10 times better in most cases than that. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun nuance, but it's also becoming the fastest growing segment in the last 10 years. There's probably quarterly in the United States versus if you look at the big box chain, the big box gyms, there's probably not 20 of those a year from all the major chains are actually is a positive net opening because they're actually closing more than they're opening these days. Wow. Yeah. I work out right now at a lifetime and it is a big box gym, but the one thing that lifetime has done is, you know, they're offering, they realize quickly that they could have this huge facility and it doesn't mean anything. So they've, you know, start doing swim lessons for the kids and tennis lessons for the, the tennis ladies. And they have the, um, essentially their alpha classes, which is like a CrossFit within the gym. So anywhere they could install coaching or training, they did. And they're the only gym model that I see that's actually in that net growth phase. Uh, yeah, that's, if they indeed are, because they're, they're, they were publicly traded at one point. Uh, they went back to private. Those teams are somewhere, they stayed on their website, $30 million a, year, a piece to build. Mm. You're going to have you know, 10,000 of your closest friends hanging out, but there's, you know, you come back to a training gym and you've got 300 people all on the same mission. Um, one guy's no care of, you know, that's, that's, I think that's the big mistake that that type of gym has made is they assume that, you know, the money guys want to hang out in these big piles of people in these, you know, overly done gyms. And that's not the case. Uh, that's people that one third of the population, uh, they call, I'm called the Neo person, uh, new economic order. Um, again, I think that book does a wonderful job talking about it, but, that type of client, they're, they're the ones that go to small, intimate restaurants. They're the ones that like to hook people up with a good bottle of wine. They're the ones that, you know, they're early adapters to new technology, but new bars, new restaurants. They're, they find the hot vacation spots. They, they usually drive the trendier, trendier cars. They're the Tesla people, the free Mac people, three you know, different Apple products minimum to qualify. You know, that type of person. <laughs> They all, they all have to be the same color too. You can't be having a rose gold iPhone and a and a dark gray uh, MacBook, right? Of course not. But then again, if you make a couple hundred thousand a year and work out in the training gym, you know you've got the money to trade those phones and yeah. Yeah, but I, I I just saw a funny thing that it's uh the, the new iPhone, for example, cost uh, about a thousand bucks. Well, you could buy the entire menu at uh, a typical buffet or a typical any of these little fast food places like Denny's or anything for usually about a hundred dollar average. So you could go and buy everything on the whole stupid menu for the same price of one phone. And they're like, well, that's why you should buy the phone. But everybody that makes money is going, well, that's why I should buy the phone because I can, you know, because they're never going to be the guy that's eating in that type of, of place. So it's, it's, it's a crack up. You see that type of comparison, but uh, the money guy spends money where he wants to because he's, he will buy the results he wants. Yeah, and we're, we're seeing this with those kind of wealthier, I don't say wealthier, but certainly higher income folks, their expectations in healthcare are, are increasing as well, right? And so along with their wanting to get the best chiropractic or physical therapy treatments, they want a lot more included in that menu, right? That's where, and I think a lot of the health practitioners, especially as you referenced chiropractors and PTs, are very late to that dance. Because there's, there's a cash client out there. 
uh, one example I use is it's, it's, it's like I was talking to a PT and he was, I said, he was asking questions in one of my workshops. And I'm like, well, tell me about, you know, if I had a shoulder impingement, what's the, you know, how many sessions would that take? And he goes, well, you'd be six to eight sessions and probably around 60 bucks a session national average. I'm going, okay. So what if you did this? What if you charged me $499 a month for three months? And the first month, I saw you, and you got me out of pain. First, first 90, uh, 30 days is out of pain. Second 30 days, stabilization. The third 30 days is strength. Because nothing more frustrating than a couple of PT is for them to fix the patient and then send them back into the environment that destroyed them in the first place. Right. So here's something where you can charge this guy $1,500, and he'd be thrilled to pay it because he wants that type of support. And so you're the guys that are doing the six or eight sessions and grinding it out with the insurance companies. There's a, there's a generation of clients out there that are looking for leadership from the chiropractors, from the physical therapists. And they're trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, what can you do for me beyond this? And the, so this young therapist, he goes, well, I, I can't believe people will pay for that. And about half the hands went up in the room and they go, well, God, we pay for that all day long. You know, these are the guys that spend a lot of money for seminars, a lot of money, you know, to travel, to do. So, of course, you pay for that. But not everybody, about one third of the population. But that client exists. But nobody's created yet enough programs for that guy to fit. And then the side thing is, if I've got that guy and I've done 90 days with this, so first 30 days I'm working with the PT or Cairo directly, then I'm kind of next 30 kind of working with him and his team. The third 30 days, I might be working exclusively with uh, one of their minions, you know, be it a trainer or an assistant of some type. So your labor costs are down. Your return is at least 40 to 50% net on this thing. Um, it's just kind of a no-brainer, but people have to, to try to create that in the mind that there's this client. And then the next obvious step on that is, why don't I have a little 3,000-foot gym attached to my practice where these guys will come and pay an average of somewhere around $300 a month to be part of a, a gym with a great coach, supervised by a chiral or the doctor, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't have to return to the population that killed me in the first place. Um, it's just it's just such an obvious no-brain step for a good practitioner that's really truly health-based. Meaning, I you know I, I have an interest in training. I have an interest in my own life as a PT or as a chiro. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I not chase that client and create an environment and charge them a lot of money to have a little bit of a side practice? And people think it's all cash. Yeah. And I think the other side of the coin is most of the great PTs and chiros out there, certainly coming out of that world of SFMA and TPI and FMS would tell you that the best maintenance care long-term three years after you've, you know, gotten rid of Tom's shoulder impingement, what do you want him to be doing? What, what kind of care would be the best? And it's, Hey, I, I think it's really good exercise led by somebody knowledgeable in a program that is from the, from the standpoint of, injury prevention, not, you know, can we compete at the CrossFit games or something? But, you know, when you line that up, so you not offering that gym is almost like saying, Hey, I, you know, don't feel that strongly about exercise. And these guys do. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's a no brainer. There's a, there's a certain, I mean, there's our chiropractors, of course, that, that the practices are more toward the, you know, in their minds, the non-traditional client, but even with Mrs. Johnson, that 60-year-old female that's just beat to shit, you know, physically, 
But she comes in there. She still could benefit from a little gym with a professional coach. She could come in and do some strength training a couple times a week, and she could work under the supervision of her Cairo PT. And uh, she'd be in the safest hands anywhere. I think she'd probably get in the best shape of her life, and she'd be able to continue her life for another 30 or 40 years because she's getting the type of help that I, I'm a strong believer in the work that you do now is what's going to happen to you in 10 years. So we don't work out for today. We work out for 10 years from now. So if I'm 60 and I want to be the best 70 year old person I could be that, then I should, that's, that's the type of workouts I should be doing now. And that's where chiropractors and physical therapists have a great advantage over even a traditional trainer because they can piece it together and keep me healthy, but lay out a, a plan that takes me a decade into my future. So you got Kathy in there. She comes in, she's overweight, kind of destroyed and beat up like a lot of people that have never really had somebody looking after them. And 10 years from now, she could be the, the strongest 70-year-old in the neighborhood. Uh, I mean, she could, she could have a mobile life. She could be the top two, 5% of all the people in that age group in the country because she hung out with a physical therapist, a chiropractor that had the vision to understand that, look, I'm going to get you healthy now, but what's going to happen now is going to lay the foundation for 10 years. So, you know, step aside, come into my little gym. It's right. just and if, if she's known in her group as the most independent person, meaning when they travel, she needs the least amount of help. When they're, you know, she's sitting in a couch, she can get out of that couch, no knee pain, no back pain, no, no weakness problems. When she starts attributing that to you as a trainer, I mean, the, the marketing just, it's so simple after that, right? Everybody over the age of 70 is scared to death about losing their independence. And if you offer that to them and keep them healthy, they're willing to do anything for you. Yeah, that's uh, well, another just craziness that I just would like to scream at every chiropractor and physical therapist on the planet is, you know, you, you've had success. You have clients. Most of them don't like to, to market. And I don't want them to traditionally market anything connected to price or anything connected to free sessions or anything, but I wish they would run. If it's just a typical chiropractor ran a minute and a half clip of, of a client going through life feeling better because of his experience with the chiropractor. And he boosted that in his market on Facebook for $10 and did it 10 miles from his practice. Uh, anybody from 27 years old and older, for example, 25 or older, 27, 10 miles from the practice. And he just did that three or four days a week, rotating clients. Uh, he did have about six days a week, but he rotates some two or three days a week and just that's all you would ever need to do. That's because you've had success. Why not let people speak for you? It's not uh, unethical to do that. It doesn't demean the, the being a doctor or a chiropractor or a physical therapist. All you're letting your clients do is look, you know, I, 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 I met Josh and I was in a lot of pain and, you know, I couldn't play golf and my life had changed. And all of a sudden, I'm, you know, here I'm in, so there's a you know, video of me smacking a golf ball or, you know, getting out of the car without pushing both hands and pushing off the side door and all this type of stuff. It's just, you know, we, it's, it's crazy that we guys have so much success, but they don't use their clients to speak for them and let the world know within 10 miles of their business how good they are. Uh, I, I find that social media marketing is easy. 
but we make it complicated that when your success clients speak for you. Right. Well, that's, you know, so many people, the biggest struggle in their marketing is they just don't have a clear message as to what the hell they do. And then once they have that clear message, you know, everybody in the world wants your client to tell that message, not the people that own the business tell that message. And that becomes the issue. If, if your clients aren't clear on your message either, then, you know, you got a problem. So anyways, uh, Tom, I want to ask you a business question. If you don't mind us changing gears just a little bit, you know, most chiropractic offices or PT offices, it's pretty easy for that single provider, if they got a good staff and they're, you know, cooking with, with their systems, they can do about three to $500,000 of gross revenue a year, roughly. And that's depending on where you are. And sometimes insurance clinics are a lot lower than that. Some, some of these cash guys I know are poking the $700,000 a year mark, but three to 500,000 a year is pretty, pretty common. What would it take in the gym, in the gym model to produce that, sign- that similar number uh, amount of revenue? Uh, that's, uh, I referenced one of my long-term clients. Uh, you and I both know him because he came through uh, Titleist back in the day when we were starting there. But uh, uh, a guy named Frank Nash, uh, I admire this guy. I think he's one of the most talented um, young coaches I've ever had the privilege of working with. But he has a, a little training gym. It's 5,500 square feet. Uh, he's in um, a blue-collar town in, in middle of uh, Massachusetts. He's got 43 competitors, 43 different fitness options within seven miles of this gym. It's, it's unbelievable. He's, but he is still the highest-priced gym in the area. And this year, he did about $1.7 million with 350 clients. And next year, we're targeting uh, $2 million. And he does this, again, with about 350 clients, and they average around 289 a month per client. So when you look at what a chiropractor has to do to make 500, and if you look at the training clients, literally, if I have 125 clients averaging at uh, about uh, somewhere around 250, which for most of the markets, especially out in the western part of the country, most of those markets are pretty, pretty cheap. I'm just checking my math here, but if I had 125 times 250 before collection expenses, I'd be doing 31,000 there just off that. And that's just, and that's just a set return on it. It's just simple, easy money. 31,000 a month, we're looking at 36,000 a year just in additional revenue. So the, it's so much easier in many ways to make money through the training side of it as it trying to grind it out as a chiro, but. But if I had the best of both worlds, I was a Cairo up in that five to six hundred thousand range, and I had a small gym next door doing a you know million two hundred thousand a month, which is very doable in most markets. Um, I, uh, and you're going to net about forty percent of that. So that's a you know, you've got a two million dollar business, and um, somewhere in that range, one five to two if you push it a little. And uh, you're going to keep 40 to 50% of that. You know, a guy can live off 800000 a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's only one, uh, one trip to Disney World if you go for the high-end suite and you stay for a whole week. But I think they can survive. Yeah, well, you know, you'd have to be unless you're in Rancho Mirage or someplace. But, uh, you know, most guys can handle that. But it's still, there's the potential. That, that's, again, as you can probably hear the frustration in my voice. That's the, that's the potential with um, a, a good physical therapist and a good uh, chiropractor is they just put so much money on the table. 
Um, yeah. Now, are you seeing this pop up more and more? I mean, we can't be the only two uh, people on the planet that think this is a, the perfect marriage of two businesses. I, I, in the last three years, I, you know, we used to get, you know, Kairos drifting in and guys, that, but they would be more guys interested in, in the sports aspect or they're working with athletes or something. The last three years, I've seen more mainstream guys, meaning just, you know, reg, just regular old, good old chiropractors and PTs popping in that I've never seen before. Um, and they're, I think the insurance is getting harder, obviously, most everybody knows that, but I think they just see the potential, plus they just see it's no longer a, a gym like the old one where you kind of rip people off and kind of had that high-pressure sales, and everything that people hated about fitness. The training gym actually matches a professionalism of most of the chiros and uh, PTs. Uh, Charlie Weingroff is a perfect example. He works in, uh, he's a PT. He works out of a gym in New York of South Broadway. The gym owner is a crazy man, uh, Don Saladino, one of the, uh, I think, the, I believe he's the single best coach in all of New York City. Um, his personal out the door for about $1,000 an hour, but he's got 15,000 square feet. Charlie has an office in there, so Charlie is charging $500 an hour, um, um, and he's worth every penny of it, and he's getting 500 bucks an hour, and he's got clients that come, and they come and work with him, but he also takes them out on the floor and works them out. So he, for that hour, you may be in his office for 10 or 15 minutes, but part of your treatment might be out on the floor. And he has a couple of secondary guys that help him, but it's, a, it's an amazing process. And um, his numbers are just amazing. He, this is this guy's changing the world through the process. I'm seeing more and more guys like that that are figuring out that it's not just all about manipulation or about you know getting a bunch of minions and taking people to a traditional PT clinic. It's that plus the fact that I could own a secondary business that supports the primary and actually make more money out of the secondary. Yeah, a big change in the last couple of years, Josh. Amazing amount of these guys coming through. They're kind of getting it finally. Yeah, and if you if you have a unified front and you have some decent business management uh, that you can kind of spread around both businesses, it, it it it's so simple. It's so simple. I tell people that because I, in my opinion, too, from a healthcare perspective, you can deliver about you know a good trainer that's trained well in rehab and and kind of knows the whole model top to bottom can do about eighty percent of what a good PT or chiropractor can do. But yet they do it at about, I don't know your experience, but I think at about 50% of the cost. So you're getting 80% of the usage, 50% of the cost. Yeah, it's a, they're, yeah, they're amazingly effective. And they're cheap to open. If you can, if you can get the space secured, um, they should, this is a side note, they, you know, if I have space next to that, I'm still going to run them as two separate businesses. Right. Our practice business under one name or run the gym under another name because I might want to sell one or both of them at some point. They're much easier to sell. They have separate corporations and separate books. But that that said, three thousand square feet uh, perform better. It's uh, they're one of the well, they're the biggest com- uh, company in this country for support for gyms. They sell rack systems, kettlebells. I mean, they're just a phenomenal company. Uh, they have a at their headquarters. They have a little uh, three thousand foot sample gym where they kind of lay out stuff and you can try products and they have turf down. It's a cool gym, but the whole gym was $52,000. It was, and it would rock for something to put next to a chiropractic thing. So these guys are, I think they get the illusion that these are going to be million dollar gyms, but 
If you've got the space, you can open one of these for about 75 grand all in for equipment and stuff. You got a little bit of leasehold, but they're somewhere between 75 to $125,000 business. And I mean, that's not even a good car in most markets. So for the start of the I can create a business that can generate, you know, a million dollars a year. And it's just, so the startup cost is low. Um, pretty easy to raise money for that, especially through clients and other local investors. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. It's just, yeah, it's, they're coming. They're coming because they're cheap. They're effective. They're coming because a whole new generation of uh, physical therapists and chiropractors understand the relationship of keeping them in, in your system so they stay healthy longer and you can make more money from it. Just all the indicators are pushing it toward this is going to be a good run at this in the next 10 years. I'll get back to the rest of the interview with the granddaddy of fitness, Tom Plummer, right after this quick message. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. So along this this training gym model, it really relies on the trainers themselves, right? Those are going to be your key employees in this situation. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's really hard to find uh, good talent and they they, you know, put out an ad for a personal trainer and they're looking at their programming that they're already doing. And I'm, you know, my, my take is always, don't worry about the program. You're going to teach them your own model. That's, that's probably better than what they're operating with. But how would you uh, suggest people go about finding that right person, the right trainer that's going to become a huge part of their clinic? Well, that's a good question. It's, and we, when we say trainers, almost everybody thinks of that 26 year old male that's got his shirt off doing a selfie and then you see it pop up on, you know, just checking my abs today and it pops up on Facebook and you, know, you go puke in the bathroom and get over it. But it's just that yeah, that's not the guy. So if I was a chiropractor, the first thing is since you've got all that education, you know, go pick up a training certificate, you know, pick up uh, something like Mike Boyle's uh, functional strength coach you, know, you can do it online. You go take a one-day practical, and with all the medical experience and body experience that Cairo has, because you need to understand your product. It's, it is a different product. So being educated, even though you never trained anybody, you still need to understand that. But if I can control the product as a doctor or as a physical therapist, then I, I the coaches, I don't have to be these 26-year-old testosterone monkeys. They have to be, you know, I can get that 40-year-old uh, female that loves training that's looking for 20 hours a week. And she's a perfect hire because you can create the programs from the top down. They don't have to write their own programs. So that's, you. once it's created, I just need good, strong people that can carry out the mission. So they don't have to be physical therapists. They don't have to be chiropractors. They have to be, uh, and I like non-traditional trainers. I like guys that are you know, 40, 50 years old. I like uh, that 35-year-old female who's got a couple of kids that she's so interested in training, but she only has 20 hours a week. Um, they're there. There's plenty of them, and they're willing to do the work. And most of the time, we put them on a flat hourly wage anywhere from, in the South, 15 bucks an hour to even in New York, we're only paying $30 an hour. 
So you're, you've got there, they're available, you put them on flat wages, and you get non-traditional ones, but it's easier to find than people think. But they, whoever owns the business needs to get enough training experience because if I'm going to open a restaurant, I'm, I, I may not want to be a chef, but I'm going to take a lot of cooking lessons because I want to understand the process. And uh, if I'm going to open a gym, I may not train a lot of clients, although I think everyone should train clients to get the experience, but I need to... I need to learn that. Then I need to pick up beyond the basic certification. I want to get a functional movement screen. Uh, that level one and level two, FMS, I need to learn that. I might pick up some nutritional stuff. So for somebody like John Berardi and Precision Nutrition, very ethical, very, very classy program, a lot of behavior modification, probably the gold standard right now. But if I've got FMS, uh, I've got Boyle's Functional Strength Coach. I've got Precision Nutrition. Uh, a very traditional one is, of course, ACE, American Council of Edu- uh, Exercise. Um, they're one of the largest providers in the world with that type of education online. If I stay with the, the top end stuff and get that education, I can run one of these gyms. And then there's workshops, mine, for example, <laughs> that uh, teach people. Shame, shameless plug, shameless plug, but that's all right, Tom. Your, your, your workshops would start me down this path, so I hope you do promote it. Yeah, right down the middle. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to get this type of information. And the business side of it, once you get the structure, it's just carrying it out. Mostly, if you're smart enough to be a chiropractor PT, you're smart enough to run a good business. So, um, I, that's just it's just gathering information. There's nothing magical about it. It's just good business practice, and and uh, it's just learning how to be that type of business guy with a different aspect. And uh, yeah, but there's there's an upcoming. It's getting pretty interesting. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I will tell you, uh, the best course I've taken in the last two years probably was that CFSC, that Certified Functional Strength Coach. I highly recommend it. It's just a systematized version of training. And what I found is that it really helped me actually provide better rehab as well. And, you know, again, those things work so easily together. Um, And FMS will make you a better doctor as well. So we'll you know, not that any of your patients come in overweight, but precision nutrition is probably good too. So all these are just perfectly helping you become a better clinician as well as a better business owner when you add that gym. So we have, we address the model, we address the finding the trainers. Now I got to tell you one thing that drives me nuts. And, and I got to say to my PTs, I love you, but my God, you, you guys are, are so the, the, the belief in themselves is so low. When, and you were one, a guy that's always inspired me to like reach farther, reach farther, reach farther. Tom, can you give some people a little bit of motivation here on what can be done? I mean, you know, you're helping trainers become business owners, but, and we're talking about people that already have a business, but what do you think can be done in this lifetime, in this model? I don't know. I just want to hear some inspiration from the great Tom Plummer. This is what we, this is why people buy the front row tickets. if your if situational awareness means that you know you're constantly you're you're mindful of what's going on in in the world around you, you know, the industry where you function. Uh, if you're if you're paying attention right now, period. So if, if five years ago, even I see if I'm saying even just five years ago. Um, People view chiropractors as those people that, you know, want to sell, you know, 30, you know, you come and see me four times a week for the next 60 weeks and here's a package. Uh, physical therapy was something you do if you were, you know, beat up in a car wreck with a little lady and uh, that, you know, just you were referred from your doctor so you can learn to get out of the chair. 
they they were good, but they never they they were never viewed as primary being in the end that leading the charge for health and wellness. And I think in the last five years, that's changed a lot. There are guys like um, I, even Charlie is a perfect example of a guy that makes a tremendous amount of money as a PT, but he's opened up the door to other PTs by saying, this is what's possible. Uh, it's just like Roger Bannister. I think it was 1956. Nobody ever ran a four-minute mile. When he actually tried it, there were guys standing there, doctors, thinking this guy's going to die. Uh, they thought he was going to go fast enough that there's going to be some kind of internal organ issue and they expected him to collapse and die on the track because nobody could do that. And uh, he ran it, of course, and that same year, nine other guys went uh, and, and did the same thing. What were they waiting for? Well, there's a lot of PTs and chiros that really have a strong belief in what they do in health, long-term wellness, and they're getting better at it because their tools are better. I, I, I just think the chiropractor of today is better than they were a couple decades ago. I think the physical therapists are light years ahead. So we now have guys like Charlie opening the door and saying, it's okay. You can do this. It, you know, here's permission. Don't make a tremendous amount of money doing what you believe. It's not just fixing people that are in pain, trying to solve dysfunction, but actually say, look, I can, I can help you be healthy for the rest of your life at a standard you didn't even realize was possible. And that, that just is now existing where there's guys standing up and going, yeah, I want to be that guy. I want to be that. But they were waiting for somebody to go first. So that's the big shift. And that's why I think it's so important to catch the wave now because you, know, you don't have to be that you know, Mrs. Johnson's PT doing that stuff. You can be somebody that believes in health believe in wellness, believe in strength training, believe in long-term solutions to health instead of short-term fixing the problem and sending them home. It's just there's so much here now that never existed before. So, yeah, I guess the motivational part of this is and there's just never been better time to be a, a chiral that believes in long-term health and wellness or physical therapists that can out there and change the world because now people understand what the hell you're talking about for the first time. There's guys making, you know, a million dollars a year doing this. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, the timing is, I think, of all the stuff we talked about, it's just perfect timing to do in what you guys are doing. And, it, and if, you, if you were talking to that, you know, 30-year-old young professional chiropractor, PT, been in practice for, you know, two, three, four years, got a young kid or two at home, has a, you know, wife or a husband that's um, in love with them, and they're looking out at the next five to 10 years, if they're right now taking home a hundred grand a year, it's nothing to sneeze at, but what do you think is possible if they kind of get their business shoes on and say, Hey, I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to build some systems and find the right mentors like Tom Plummer and go to his workshop and whatnot. But if they did that, what do you think is possible in five to 10 years income wise? Well, that's uh, the income. The, the first thing about money is I always have that talk with them. It's just money only has one purpose and that's to provide freedom. It's, it's freedom to live life on your own terms. It's freedom to live in whatever town you want. It's the freedom to never be held hostage by an employee, an employer. It's the freedom to uh, take risk, you know, or put it up anyway. You take a year off when your kids are, you know, 18 and you want to go spend some time with them and travel, the, you know, the world on, you know, just, I just had one guy I've had this talk with and he's, he started young. He's only 29 now. He's never been without a job. He just got right out of school. So his 30th birthday, 
taken three months off. He's got a backpack going to Europe to ride the trains for just 90 days. Uh, he just, he's going to enjoy freedom because he's got money. So when, when we talk about money, first thing you understand, money is just a tool to allow you to live your life. We don't chase money to chase money. It's not about cars or big houses or things like that. It's about the ability to live life the way you want to live it. And, you know, I'd rather, I tell you guys now, get smaller houses and get more life, get more experiences. So going, starting with that premise, going back, so I'm 30 years old and I make 100000 that's good money when you're 100, but that's shit money when you're 40 because it's not enough to change your world. It's not enough to be secure. You've got three kids, now you've got a mortgage, you've got you know, a couple of decent cars, and, and you're, you're over house most likely, like most guys are at that age. And all of a sudden you go in, well, that $100,000 is pathetic. It's nothing. So the thing is, if you're going to chase this, don't chase the money to chase the money. Chase it. Chase your potential. It's chase how good you can be. Live up to the talent you have and chase that. And the money comes along with that usually pretty pretty strongly. A guy, a guy like a reference early, Frank Nash, the guy makes a tremendous amount of money. He's only not even quite 40 yet. guy could have retired probably 10 years ago. Um, he works because he enjoys the process of changing lives. He has money. He works now for a different reason. So what's the potential of the direct question? I'll make 100000 Um Somewhere in there, you, I, I think the minimum standard now for as of today is if, if you need to make at least two hundred fifty to 300000 personally per year to even hold your own. It's just if you're not doing that, it's hard to have the kids and keep up. It's hard to have those adventures. It's hard to put enough money away um, and to be able to save your future, save for your spouse's future, to save for, you know, to help the kids in whatever parameters you want to help them within. But it's just, it's, you know, you, you can't, you can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that money to be happy. Hey, your kid gets sick or your parents need help and you, you need to put up 10 or 20,000 to help them. The, the day that well, your best friend crashes somewhere and you need you know, 5,000 to help them. But it's never important until it is. And then when it is, it's really important. So, yeah. To your point, I have a friend who's a PT in, in the Napa area. I've spoken about him before. Super savvy business guy. And, uh, you know, he's got three clinics. He runs, runs them really well. And the funny thing is he, he said, I don't need to make more than 275 a year, which in Napa's, that's not a lot. Right. But, uh, his house is paid off because he does good business. Uh, he's, but he also takes like, his goal is 130 days off next year, 130 while making that 275, that that's not a bad life. And the guys, you know, he's gone hella skiing up in uh, Whistler. He's gone, he's hiked the the entirety of uh, Zion National Park and the Narrows. He's done every adventure you could find in a magazine, you know, and he just does it and he lives life and it's just amazing. And yet he started with the same license as so many others who have, who are stuck inside those four walls, not achieving that. Yeah. If you're that 30 year old guy, it's just, you know, wouldn't it be nice on your 45th birthday, which these guys probably could, uh, if they got after it and chased it 15 years, you know, you're putting uh, probably, uh, what would that take? Uh, probably, you know, 20000 25000 a year away, minimum, uh, cash in there. Wouldn't it be nice on your 45th birthday just to take a year off? And just, uh, you know, go sit in Hawaii somewhere for a year on the beach and just, you know, take your kids on a train ride to Europe to do something like that. 
I wish people, more people would think about, you know, you know, let's, let's chase this for a while and let, let's, let's take a break. And, and then if they want to go back and open another practice, they can. If they want to sell their practice, they can. If they want to take a junior partner in and just live, you know, through a, a small salary, they can. But uh, money gives you options. And I love the way that guy thinks. I heard 30 days a year. I did that for 10 years in a row in, uh, in skiing. I just I worked real hard most of the year, but I'd ski all winter. We'll work a couple weekends and just hang out and ski because I wanted to get my 120, 130 days a year skiing in. And uh, so it can be done, but you have to choose the life you want. But you know, my guys are 30 years old and making 100, it, it, especially if we hadn't had all the kids yet and stuff. It sounds like a lot of money, but over time, it's, it's not enough to live the life you want to do. And the other side of this is I see a lot of guys that I think the hardest call I ever take as a consultant is I get that call a couple times a month with a guy in you know, late 50s, um, and he wakes up one day and he's got $3,000 in the bank, and he realizes he's going to have to work the rest of his life. He says, how do I catch up? I really need to start putting some money away, and I've got to tell the guy, you know, you're going to be the greeter at Walmart when you're 85 because you're never going to have enough money to ever quit because you're never Social Security, they save nothing. So, congratulations, you're going to have to work every day till you die. So, let's see if we can minimize this. And that's that's a hard call, but that's sadly not a rare call. Yeah, that's that's too bad. Well, hey, Tom, I know that you're a busy guy. You got a lot of people to help out. Um, how can people, if they want to sit in on one of your workshops, uh, they want to hear you speak, what's the best way for them to, to find you? The, uh, it's a couple ways. One, it's just go to the Perform Better site. They're hosting all my workshops next year. They're, uh, my schedule will be on there. We're doing uh, a number of two, almost exclusively two days next year. We're launching in Providence uh, mid-January uh, off to Dallas. We're going to San Francisco in March, I think it is. The, uh, everything's listed on the Perform Better site. It'll be listed either under directly through the Perform Better or through the National Fitness Business Alliance, which is my company. So there, the way you can find it. Um, I've got to invite everybody to listen to you. Stop by my uh, public figure page. I write a lot of some about business, a lot about life on there, and people are always welcome to stop by there. But I'm pretty easy to find. Perform Better site or just the National Fitness Business Alliance or just message me on Facebook. I'll be out there 16 times at least next year. I know you have some international guys that follow you, so I'm going to be in Australia Australia, at the end of April doing uh, four days of workshops there for a couple thousand people. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, and that's going to be kind of fun. But, yeah, I'm out there. I'm easy to find, and uh, I invite everybody to come see me, and maybe I can help you with the business. There you go. Yeah. Well, Tom certainly has been a great, uh, a great person to share beer with at uh, different summits and, and down in San Diego at the World Golf Fitness Summit and many places. So, uh, Tom, I can't thank you enough for all the information you shared with everybody today. It was it's great hearing you. I hope they do find you and uh, and you know, guys, follow him on his Facebook page. I'll put a link of it on the show notes because every day you just kind of remind us what's really important in life. Um, and, and that money, like you said, is the freedom to get there. So I want to say thank you on behalf of my listeners. And Tom, uh, any last parting words you want to share? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, I've enjoyed watching your success over the years. And I, I think you're doing some good work with this. Uh, I think there's opportunity. I'm glad you're providing the leadership for these Kairos and PTs because I think being in the venturing into the gym world as an enhancement for their practice, I think that's a good strategy. 
um, besides the fact you can change the world, there's also some good money in it too. So yeah, I think you're doing good work there. So thanks for the opportunity. I'm glad to meet all your listeners and uh, I hope I see everybody around. I appreciate it, Tom. Well, like Tom said, you can go change the world and make a little bit of money doing it uh, as long as you maximize that license, add a gym to your clinic, and the rest is easy. So, uh, on behalf of Tom Plummer, I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. Say, go out there, change the world, maximize your license. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.